big-time players make big-time plays in big-time games. And today, one of NASCAR's biggest drivers made one of its best drives of the year in one of its biggest races of the year. Kyle Larson locks himself into the championship four. And if you're a Ryan Blaney fan, just pretend you didn't get that notification about the disqualification. Roll the intro. This is Mario Andretti, and you are listening to Below the Yellow Line. Well, as Mr. Mario Andretti just so graciously said for you, welcome into the Below the Yellow Line podcast. It is what you're listening to. And welcome in also to those watching over on the Spotter Stand YouTube channel. If you're listening and you want more NASCAR coverage for all top three national series, go over to that beautiful red and white YouTube app with the play button as its logo. Look up at below the line. That is where you can find us. You can also email us below the line podcast at gmail.com, all lowercase, no space. Welcome into the show. We're going to recap tonight's South Point 400 for you. As we said, Kyle Larson is your victor. He gets win number four on the season. His second of the playoffs, Hendrick Motorsports has won all three playoff opening races. Larson at the Southern 500, Byron at Texas, and now Kyle Larson becomes the first man to lock himself in to the postseason. This was a big deal last year. Joey Logano, who won this race, won the championship. 2016, Jimmy Johnson who won the opening race of the round of eight at Martinsville, won the championship. And I think there was one other instance as well. Uh, I think it was Larson again, actually, in 2021. So winning the first race of a round, obviously it does not guarantee you the championship, but it gives you two weeks in which you can worry about nothing but your race car for Phoenix. Now, it's Kyle Larson and the five team going to want to win next weekend at Homestead. Yes. Are they going to want to win at Martinsville, the track where they won at this spring? Absolutely. But they're not worried about that. Like, I guarantee you, Kyle Larson's head, at least until he puts on the helmet these next two weeks, is in Phoenix, Arizona, or, or Avondale, Arizona, rather, focusing on the championship. It'd be nice to win these next two races, or one of these next two races if you're Larson. It'd be nice to go have some good runs and get Uncle Mo on your side headed to the desert. But if you prepare, you and your team are in the right headspace, you and your team have a fantastic race car prepared, it makes this whole championship thing a lot easier. Then even if you won next week, or if you win at Martinsville, or if you're pointing your way in and nail-biting, there's only three spots left. At least one spot is going to be open on points. It could be two, it could be three. It can't be all four anymore since Larson has locked himself in. But winning this race just does so much for you. And Kyle Larson didn't just win today. He dominated. He was the best car. He won both stages. He got max points, 60 points. He led 133 laps, just short of officially leading half the race. And oh, by the way, he did this after hitting the wall and making a miraculous save off of turn two earlier in the afternoon. Kyle Larson has that dog in him. Kyle Larson is that guy. And if you don't see that by now, 
you've been living under a rock, man. It's when, when what? Win 17 now with Hendrick Motorsports. 17 wins in under three, four years with the team is mighty impressive. And I know 2021 carries most of that weight, but he could be adding another championship to his hardware cabinet very, very soon. Um, and I think he's the favorite. And and just making it to the championship four is such a big accomplishment. I don't know if it's as big as winning the championship, and I know the championship's kind of viewed as a crapshoot now, but I still think winning the championship, aside from winning the Daytona 500, is the ultimate prize in the sport. Like, you want to win it. Making it to the Final Four is cool, but you want to win it. And, you know, sure, say what you want to say about last year. It was a down year, yes, only making it to the round of 12, only winning three races. But this five team is going to be the team to beat for the next five years at the least, and likely the next decade. As long as Cliff Daniels stays, they keep that excellent pit crew, which had a big part in winning him that first championship, as well as this race today, got him off pit road first, ahead of Kozlowski, ahead of Bell, ahead of Byron. This team is going to be a formidable, formidable foe for everybody. And if last year was viewed as maybe the fall of Hendrick, you know, a kind of fall from grace, which, it, I mean, they still had a car in the championship four. Uh, this year has been the renaissance, the bounce back. I mean, Byron's won seven. I know Elliott and Bowman have not been good this year, but but Larson has won four. It's, it's very possible they have half the championship four field again, just like they did in 2021. So, man, Kyle Larson. Let's talk about, though, the guy who won the poll. Larson started second, but the guy that won the poll, Christopher Bell, scored 52 points, led 61 laps, probably the second best car there today. He was a lap away. Kyle Larson put a good block on him. Bell didn't have a run, but holy cow, Christopher Bell, did you pedal that race car for those last five laps? I was thinking, okay, Larson's got this. Started putting together notes and official results for the show, and then all of a sudden I hear Dale Jr. go, Hey, he's down to a four-tenth lead. Larson is only four-tenths of a second with two to go. I go, huh? Four-tenths of a second? He was a second and a half back with 10 to go. He was 2.3 seconds back with 25 to go. I don't know if it was lap traffic. I don't know if Larson eased off. I don't know if Christopher Bell found some jet fuel, borrowed some jet fuel from Michael Waltrip and put it in his race car. But that 20 Camry was flying. That car was blazing around Las Vegas Motor Speedway. I mean, he must have been blasting Elvis Viva Las Vegas all the way to the start-finish line because he was motivated. And, hey, I know second sucks in any NASCAR race, and he said it like this was my chance to get to the championship four. I know he didn't get the win today, but Chris, what has Chris Bell shown us? I, I should, why did I doubt him? I, Busher, picking Busher to make title four was a mistake. I admit it. Um, but Christopher Bell is is clutch. He has that gene. New Hampshire last year, the Roval last year, Martinsville last year. Clutch every time. Do not doubt this 20 team, man. Do not doubt them. Now, would I be surprised if they made the championship four? No. Would I also be surprised if they are out? No. But this team has what it takes. They're, they're the better team of, of like them or Truex right now. I'm picking Bell in a heartbeat. Martin Truex today finished 8th. He finished 8th. 
Solid day. Earned 35 points. That is Martin Truex's best finish since. Uh, I'm trying to thank you. Watkins Glen. It's his best finish since Watkins Glen. Daytona, the regular season finale in every single race in the playoffs. Chris, or, uh, Martin Truex did not finish better than 15th. So let that sink in. The regular season champion. And he's been at the top. He's so close on points because of those playoff points reset. Like that regular season title, those three regular season wins came in handy. This is his round. Like this race, Homestead, Martinsville, this is his chance. The first two rounds don't match up well for him, but this round does. Three tracks he's really good at. Three tracks he's won at in the past. He's come through in some big moments. Um, and, you know, you're thinking, um, you know, okay, when is this team going to show up? And James Small made a poor decision on pitch strategy earlier in the race. He acknowledged he made a poor decision. That got him back in traffic. But they found a little bit at the end, and he ends up eight. Shout out NTJ for battling, but it's going to be a tough road. They don't have momentum on their side. The speed in those cars aren't there. I, I just don't know. A few non-playoff guys played a big part in this race, most notably Brad Kozlowski, who led 38 laps. He's going to get that win, and I'm really thinking about picking him next week. Larson was my pick, but Larson's locked in, and historically in the round of eight, guys already locked into the championship four don't win those races. Kez was third at Homestead last year when they started to get some speed at the end of the year. Obviously, they've had a great year this year. Brad Kozlowski is going to be in the fight at Homestead for the win. Not calling out a win pick yet. Going to wait till later in the week to make my decision and do that. Going to have Emily on the show live and in person later in the week, and we'll do that. But Brad is going to be high on my radar for Homestead. Led 38 laps today. Scores 47 points, ends up fourth. I just It's the same song, different verse. Every week, that six cars in contention. And I know he's out of the playoffs now, but RFK, man. I'm doing an end-of-season award show the week after the championship race, and they're going to be the most improved team. Most improved organization by a country mile. Not even close. What RFK has done this year has been phenomenal. Chris Buescher, their other car, finishes P10. It's a solid day, but no stage points really hurts. And I know he's not last on the playoff card anymore with Blaney's DQ, and, and we'll get to that in a second. But uh, no stage points hurts. Good job by them to claw back, finish 10th. Busher did win a stage at Miami in 2021. Martinsville hasn't historically been great for him, but we'll see if he can pull out a miracle. Nobody thought Bubba Wallace would advance to round of 12. Let's see if Chris Busher can advance to round of four, improve myself and Ken Martin Wright. Kyle Busch, third, Vegas, historically a good track for him, a home track for him. He didn't lead any laps today, but, you know, as a non-playoff guy, did what he was supposed to do, played spoiler, collected a solid finish. Ross Chastain in fifth. Ross Chastain looked the best that he's looked in a long time. Vegas, a special place for him. It's where he won his first career Xfinity race with Chip Ganassi, and today he turns in a very solid effort. William Byron in sixth. Uh, solid day. I thought I'd see him competing for the win, not competing for fifth, but a solid day nonetheless. Bit of a missed opportunity. I believe he leaves plus 13 to the cut line, and he was plus 30 at one point when he was in the top five. Left some points on the table for sure today. Tyler Reddick, seventh. He's got to be looking at Homestead next week. 23-11 short track program has not been great. Solid day today, but Homestead, a track that he loves, a track that he finished third at in his first cup start, a track 
where he won or he clinched his two Xfinity Series championships at a track where he can do what he loves to do and just ride the fence. Tyler Reddick has had this race circled. This is his chance next week to make it to the title four. Denny Hamlin, P9. I know I didn't get to do any preview shows, and I apologize for that. My schedule was a little wonky, but Denny Hamlin, P9. Denny was my win pick, and he only qualified 15th. I was a little shocked at not how poorly he ran, but just he wasn't a contender for the win at all. And I think he will be at Homestead, certainly will be at Martinsville. I still think he advances to the championship four. Now, coming into this race, he was probably my title favorite. Now, I think that distinction definitely goes to Larson, but um, Denny's more aggressive this year, solid day, but you need top fives in this round. Uh, Joey Logano, 11th solid day was in the top five a bit defending winner of this race. We'll see if he can play spoiler before I forget. Let's talk about his Penske teammate, Ryan Blaney. So Ryan Blaney wins Talladega locks himself into the round of eight. People are saying, Ooh, two wins on the year back to the round of eight. Hey, Blaney's got something, man. Maybe Kyle Petty was wrong when he said the Blaney accomplishes nothing. Turns in a solid effort. P six still would have been around 15 points below the eliminate elimination line, but he's giving himself a chance going to Homestead and Martinsville finishes sixth and gets disqualified. We saw just a couple weeks ago at Talladega, the second place finisher, Kevin Harvick get disqualified due to windshield issues. Today, the left front shock was not up to NASCAR standards. Ryan Blaney goes from 6th to 36th. Goes from earning around 40 points to earning 1 point. And he's now in a must-win. Now, if he has a decent day at home, set a good enough day, he can get himself back into a mathematical point-your-way-in situation. But I think from here, the 12 teams think and win, whether it be on raw speed, strategy, a disqualification of the actual winner, however it needs to happen, a win needs to happen for Blaney to make the championship four. That's what it has to be. Bubba Wallace, 12th. Much better day for Bubba Vegas this year than last year, obviously. Solid day. I expected a top 10. I'm slightly disappointed. We'll see what he has at Homestead. Never been a great track for him. He didn't get to run there last year with the next-gen car. We will see how Bubba does next weekend. Eric Amarola, 13th. Suarez, 14th. Harvick, 15th. He was up in the top 10 after starting 24th and then kind of fell back. Michael McDowell, 16th. Austin Dillon, 17th. Another solid run for Corey LaJoy in 18th. Harrison Burton, 19th. A.J. Allmendinger, Justin Haley, 20th and 21st, respectively. Decent bounce-back uh, bounce back performances from those guys in the second half of the race compared to the first half when they were both around 30th. Obviously, if you're Allmendinger, not what you wanted to follow up a win at the Roval with. Austin Sendrick, 22nd. Um, I forget he exists. Ty Dillon, a solid day, 23rd. Obviously, host of ours filling that ride next year. Ty Dillon is once again on the free agent market. It's hard to believe... Uh, for me to believe somebody won't pick him up just because he's a veteran in all three series. You know, he won races. He won a truck championship. We'll see if anybody scoops him up. Ricky Stenhouse, 24th. Ryan Priest, 25th. Todd Gillen, 36th. Eric Jones, 27th. He blew a tire, as did his teammate Carson Hosevar, as did Chase Briscoe, as did Ty Gibbs. Tire issues were rampant today. Alex Bowman just lost the car, but Elliott lost one in practice. Both Legacy Motor Club cars were involved in casualties earlier with, with Hosevar and, and Jones. And then Ty Gibbs, is crew chief and crew members, I believe, are on vacation for the rest of the season after a top 10 run for him was ruined with a wheel falling off. 
JJ Ailey, 28th. Brennan Poole, good to see him getting some cup rides again. 29th, BJ McLeod, 30th. Elliott, 31st. Now, he had a tire shoe yesterday. He was having a decent run, you know, 15th. He, he, he was awful early. He was in, like, 30th. Clawed his way up to the top 15, and then he had a restart violation. Um, a weird call, but the call that I see why NASCAR made it, just a season going from bad to worse if you're the Chase Elliott fan. Like, I'm sorry, it's not been a good year, nor for Bowman either. Briscoe, 32nd. Didn't have much speed, but the wreck complicated things. Ty Gibbs, 33rd. Bowman, 34th. Hosevar, 35th. Poor Ryan Blaney, 36th. Let's take a look at the point standings now. Next race for these guys, 2.30 Eastern, NBC next Sunday. Homestead, Miami, the forever 400, honoring Kevin Harvick. Kyle Larson locked in. He's going to race for a title in the desert. How about Willie B? NASCAR.com, your new points standing thing sucks it's awful william byron is plus 11 to the cut line remember what i said about leaving points out there yeah he really did denny hamlin is plus four martin truex plus three the last man in bell first man out minus three reddick minus 15 busher minus 23 and blaney minus 56 Yikes for Blaney. Biggest winner of the day, obviously Larson, but uh, Truex just staying above the elimination line. Biggest loser, uh, Blaney, obviously not a great day for Busher. Reddick just kind of stayed stagnant. Bell, though, having a chance to win so close, that could be uh, the difference. Uh, owner standings-wise, all the car... Oh, no, Chase... What? Chase Elliott, the nine car... The 19 was eliminated from the owner's playoffs in round one. Okay, so the Chase Elliott guys is still technically racing for a championship. Um, the nine car is nine points behind the 17 car for the championship for the final spot. Okay, manufacturer-wise, Chevy leads Toyota by 81 and Ford by 95. Chevy 17 wins, Toyota 9 and Ford 7. So. If you're looking for what's coming up tomorrow, we have a great interview lined up. We'll talk to Steve Laletta tomorrow. He is the president of 2311 Racing, the team that both Bob Wallace and Tyler Reddick drive for. Get to see inside the mind of a president of a team in the National Cup Series while they compete for a championship. We're going to talk to Larry freaking McReynolds. Next week, folks, I believe next Tuesday, got a fun project, hopefully upcoming, going to collaborate with the great Ken Martin Homestead week this week. It's a triple header week, which means pre uh, preview stuff is going to start Wednesday, truck pre-race show Wednesday, Xfinity pre-race Thursday, cup preview Friday, going to have some in-person stuff with Emily, truck and Xfinity race on Saturday, post-race shows then, cup post-race show Sunday. Tomorrow, the interview with Steve Lalletta. Tuesday, not exactly sure what I'm going to do. Don't have an interview set up, but I might put together a little vlog about my trip to the Batesville Speedway in Locust Grove, Arkansas. Maybe. I don't know. I might do that. Like, subscribe, comment, share if you're on the podcast platforms, uh, which we can be found on all major podcast platforms. Go to YouTube, look up below the line or the spotter stand, the spotter posture stand. Check out our blog. I should write a new entry this week. Uh, hopefully, we'll remember to do that. Um, and then email us below the line podcast at gmail.com, all lowercase, no space. If you are on YouTube, go listen on all major podcast platforms. 
Thank you guys so much for watching and listening to the show. I'm Samuel Suds from the Below the Line podcast and the Sputter Sand YouTube channel. I will see you guys on the flip side. See you guys tomorrow chatting with Steve Lawletta. Goodbye. This is Mario Andretti, and you are listening to Below the Yellow Line.